0: Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I feel like this is like a very intense question (laughs) since March. Every time you ask me, I'm like, how am I doing? How am I really feeling? Am I feeling good? Am I feeling crazy? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I feel like COVID is really making me check in with my mental health because every time you ask me, I'm thinking really deeply about my feelings. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good today. I'm good. You know, mushroom therapy has been working.
0: (laughs) Um, and I just feel like, you know, I'm really grateful that we live in LA and that I have space and, you know, there's good days, there's bad days. They've obviously extended, um the lockdown or the stay at home order which has been very you know not good but what am i gonna do what am i supposed to do gotta figure it out summer camp is pretty much canceled for me which you know i'm still in denial about
1: but whatever (laughs) yeah uh yeah, that fucking stay-at-home order extension. Yesterday, if you would have asked me, was it yesterday? I was having, I was a little tight. I was like, a little, little tight. Erica's like, what the, f- I think I was already tight. and then, She was very tight. And She then, was yelling, barking
0: at me. I was like, telling me to do 20 <laughs> things at one time. Oh, do this,
1: do that, do that. I was like, bitch, what? relax. She's like, I, was I like, can only do so many things at once. I can only roll up on email one person. <laughs> i literally looked over at her and she was flustered i was like sorry sorry i've asked you to have 14 arms at one time i was like is this i was like are you turning into me wow. yeah pretty much <laughs> you don't like how that feels do you um and then on top of me already having anxiety then i get like three text messages like extended till july i was like,
2: ah! <laughs> so literally like ah!
1: was, i thought like it was in a horror movie <laughs> But today Erica's rolled me a blind, I, I calmed down, I think I ate. She ate, she got her hair done. She looks
0: really cute, it's cute, it's cute. I cut Jamila's hair, I'm <laughs> really proud of that. I'm open the Erica's mobile spa. I'm gonna have my own mobile spa, sure. not just Mila. <laughs> and I'm doing ear cuts. I know how to cut around the ear. That's probably all I know how to do. <laughs> Re- but very precisely, very,
1: so if you're looking for that like, real straight like sideburn look, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> That's because I instructed her seventy nine times. Don't cut my sideburns. Don't cut my sideburns. <laughs> Don't cut my sideburns. Because <laughs> then our friendship's over. So, I think when you have short hair, it's very important that the sideburns have like a sharp, sharp. Yeah. Then
0: you can have a little. If you want to do a little baby curl, you can. Yeah. I get it. I used to have short hair. I used to have a pixie cut. Because if you fuck that up, it's just like everything. It's, it's very crucial. It's very crucial to the hair. It's it's, it's the it's the determining factor between looking like a dude and a woman.
1: It's like yes,
0: yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Anyway, <laughs> I look like a woman. <laughs> Jamila looks like a woman, and she's okay today.
1: Today. Um, oh my god! Speaking of that, that's funny that you asked me for today. So, Eric and I decided that because we care about ourselves and we care about our mental health, and COVID is against us, um, <laughs> and it's been constantly fluctuating, that we were going to actively put effort into. Um, our mental health. And so we are both joined betterhealth.com, which is really cool because it's like an online therapy and you can pick, you can pick from thousands or like maybe, maybe hundreds, betterhelp.com, sorry, from hundreds of therapists. And you know, like, you would think that and you're like, God, if you only have like five therapists I can choose from. And it, it kind of feels like a dating service because, so, you know, we love those. So that's kind of fun. So you see what they look like, their age, if they're male, if they're female, if they're black, if they're white. Um, they ask you all these very deep questions to evaluate where you're at, uh, how old you are, if you're religious, if you're spiritual, if you're LGBTQ plus. And um, basically, as I went through the, the levels of maintaining my my mental health and working on it one of the questions it's like how do you feel today do you feel very depressed do you not do you have anxious thoughts every day often not often I'm like what day are you talking about because it's currently from hour to hour you know I'm I can't go on with life and also I'm having the best day ever So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, And, you know, we're always talking about our mental health. So I encouraged Erica to join me on this journey so that when we come out of uh, quarantine, we're just going to be fucking bomb. Our health is going to be together. Our mental health is going to be together, hopefully. And and honestly, like... The, it's so
0: affordable because I have a therapist and I haven't, i even, I haven't seen, I haven't been to my therapist in a while, a, because it's fucking expensive and this is actually affordable. Like this is like you can, like we can, I can afford this and not feel bad about it. And like mm-hmm. I can, you can actually, I can actually talk to my therapist virtually if I want and I can, going back and forth with her as much as I want or him, whoever that is. And I just think like, especially now while we're in, while we're in quarantine, like I, as a parent for me, like my mental health is up and down. Like it's questionable. The anxiety levels are real. So like, if you are out there and you're feeling like maybe you need to talk to someone, I really, I highly, 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 highly recommend BetterHelp. You can really find the therapist that really aligns with you, that matches with you, um, that speaks to you whether you need a, a, a woman, a man, a woman of color, a man of color, maybe you don't care about the color, whatever, if you just need help, I highly recommend it because I've been using it and it's, it's honestly, it really, it's really been a
1: game changer for me. And uh, if you use our link, that will be helpful. It's betterhelp.com backslash GMBC. So go to betterhelp.com backslash GMBC and then you can thank us later for being sane when all this shit ends. <laughs> Um, join us on the journey of better health, better health and better help, because we need—we all need help out here. Betterhealth.com backslash GMBC. Anyway, um, I'm excited because we have a guest today. Yes, we do. And speaking of Corona and speaking of COVID and quarantine and all this weird timing that we're in... Um, A part of the reason my mental health is questionable is because I'm fucking stressed because I have a five year old and that's a very crucial time in learning. I feel like and like developmental like cornerstones and I'm fucking failing. Right, and
0: like we're responsible for a kid's development now more than ever. We can't blame anyone. I can't depend on the teachers. For my kids' development. So we have the founder of Giant Leap, Ori Hoffnang. Welcome, Ori.
2: Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank hey. You for having me.
0: Um, and he's the founder and CEO of Giant Leap, which Giant Leap provides knowledge, clarity, and guidance about your child's development to help you make better data-driven decisions for, from the comfort of
1: your own home, because we're all home. And I'm sure all of you are not that great at homeschooling. It can't just be us that failed. <laughs> Welcome,
2: Ori. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Mila, for having me. And where are you joining us from? So I'm joining uh, you both from uh, from where I was born, from Israel, from Tel Aviv, Israel. Don't be too jealous. I'm Woo! here. Uh... Come get us.
1: Come get Goodbye. us. Come pick us up, Ori. <laughs> Um this, is our, we'll this,
2: is, this interview ends and then
0: we'll see <laughs> this is our lo- this is our farthest distanced
1: interview ever yes so we're at social, social
2: distancing huh? right. social like, uh, distancing
1: i'm feeling very international today Being <laughs> feeling very international <laughs> knowing that ori's there and we're here and we're connecting <laughs> um I'm also, I'm also really jealous i wish i was in israel right now because it's beautiful <laughs>
2: yeah it really is it is, it is. And I, and I, uh, you know, invite you both to come here and, uh, and you know, and uh, enjoy Tel Aviv. It's uh, really, it's a good place to be in, especially and during I, the I, summer, by the I've way. I've
0: been before and it was gorgeous. Oh, really? It's, I've been before, yeah. I went there and I went to okay. Jerus- Jerusalem and it was so, I went to the Dead Sea. It was just, it was everyone in Tel Aviv was so damn nice so nice
1: everyone's nice the food is amazing really are they nice because like i think i feel like well okay i can say this because i'm very close with <sighs> the israeli you realize
0: you're talking to an israeli are, are
1: they out? nice i don't know i'm about to tell him <laughs> first of all i know he's about to agree i we grew up in the valley so if you guys don't know you're just joining us Eric and i are from the valley which is a suburb of los angeles which there's lots of israelis and i grew up with them my best friend's israeli i have fucking a whole israeli family i can borderline speak hebrew <laughs> The women are not that nice. <laughs> the men are nice. Women. The women are like, what do you want to eat? Don't. There's no hi, how are you when you're taking an order. The women have like stone cold faces. They don't fuck around. <laughs> am I kidding there or is am I? There's truth
2: to that. No, no, that's true. Israelis <laughs> are very direct, very abrupt, and very tough, very aggressive. Because you know we grow. You know we are in a tough neighborhood, and uh, and I guess the has you know has its effect on on us. So uh, straight to the point. Sounds a, like my sounds yeah.
0: like my people. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Might be redirect, as no I
2: sugar been, coating, no, no
1: BS sugar you know? coating. Just tell me what the fuck is that? Israeli yeah. really men are also fine as fuck. Women, too. They're, uh, Israelis are fine. I know. I mean, look at Ori. I know Ori's <laughs> fine. I, you, you got, if you guys haven't,
2: <laughs> You're
1: drunk. You're drunk. he's handsome. When I got him, I was like, oh, okay. Hey, Ori. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Okay, Giant Leap. <laughs> oh, it's like I thought it was gonna be like some nerdy guy talking about nerdy stuff. And I was like, oh, I should have done my makeup. <laughs> um, no, but I'm I'm so happy that you reached out to us. And it's so strange because I feel like we you know we know you. <laughs> Maybe it's my Israeli roots. <laughs> can you can you tell us
0: of, um how you started Giant Leap or what inspired you to start it?
2: Sure. So, you know, I started life at a very different point than, you know, what people would think of uh, when they think about a founder and CEO. So when I was growing up, I struggled a lot. I actually couldn't read until I was 12. Oh, wow. and, uh, and then during my childhood, what I saw was how everything I was good at was overlooked and everything I was bad at was highlighted. Mm -hmm. And what I saw was, you know, I come from a family that my, you know, my parents were pretty aware a dad that is a professor and a mom that is a teacher. And I saw how they were lost in the world of child development trying to help me. So I knew that one day, I would want to solve this for parents and children, because I knew what happened with me. And I said, you know, I, you know, my parents love me, I have great parents, if not, I wouldn't be here talking to you both. And but I struggled a lot as a kid. I mean, think about what it is to be a, a, a child in a school where you're the dumbest kid in class because you're not the one reading until you're 12 years old. So uh, you can imagine that that, that, is a, that is a pretty tough experience. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what we know. Then I said one day I would want to do it. And then after kind of you know, going through different positions in uh, the tech scene, both here in Israel, uh, in the U.S., also in Brazil, three countries that I got to work in, I said okay now it's a good time to start a risky business and I convinced one of my friends to uh do it together with me and uh and thank God it uh all happened.
0: That's amazing. And so what so tell tell our listeners how what basically what's the process of giant leap and like what exactly are you guys um I guess analyzing for parents at home.
2: Sure so you know we said we said wow well, you know today Think about you both, you know, kind of like what you also des- described earlier to our listeners of how you get lost in the world of child development, how there's like so much noise and, and like trying to figure out what should I do, what's right for my child at their development stage and their mm-hmm. skill set is a, is a tough job for anyone. And then we said, well, you know what? What if we could create a a platform where parents will be able to evaluate their children's brain, language, social and motor development from home without having to depend on anyone. Basically helping parents become completely independent about decision making regarding their child's development and provide them with a a concise quarterly action plan of what to do with this data. So we partnered with uh, many different researchers. We were very lucky in the very beginning where the Texas Medical Center. Uh, you know, we approached them and we told them what we were going to build. And they said, "You know what? We're willing to help you do this uh, crazy idea. Why don't you come to uh, the Med in Houston?" And for about a year, we, we uh, built a room to mimic a home environment. Oh wow! We filmed uh, all the sessions and and you know, they say I always uh, joke about. I say, um, you know, first of all, I get to see all walks of life. You know, you get to meet all all people. And uh, another thing is that. Uh, I say, like, what, you know, what, in one of the situations where parents, you know, parents just trust uh, uh, two Israeli guys <laughs> doing this without the medical center involved, right? So we were able to do this in, in, in Houston and parents were coming in and out and we were understanding, you know, we try to understand what are the biggest challenges for parents. And, and we're also partnering with a big team of researchers to understand what are the recent breakthroughs. Uh, that occurred in child development in in recent years. Then we understood that you can evaluate a lot of these different skills, like understanding a child's core competencies in math and language, and understanding if they're going to struggle in elementary school when they're four years old, and you can intervene much earlier, Mm. or you can understand if the child has an early aptitude for math, also when they're four years old, and you can actually nurture that from as young as this age. And there's all these opportunities that you can miss out without having this proper guidance and without somebody simplifying all these scientific data to something that you can understand and act on. And we worked a lot on that. Like how do you take all this sciencey stuff mm. and you make it digestible to the average parent where they can look at it and they can say, Oh, I or not I know what to do. Because right. It's one right. thing to just show you data. It's another thing to make it actionable. And that's that's the part that took us a long time to really figure out. And they were like, I have many stories of like, you know, how this happened and like, what are the challenges we went through in the process? You know, you, you, um, you know, it's, it's, I always say for other entrepreneurs, it's really easy to have ideas. It's really tough to make them a, you know, great product. There's so right. many <clears throat> steps along the way.
0: Well, I think like, I think about my kid or I think about even me, like, I you, you normally like you don't know your child is struggling or that or or what they're great at until they're presented with a challenge or they you know excel at something. but if you could find out before that, like you said, and nurture those things beforehand, like for me, like I struggled with math I sh- I've, and, and I've struggled with math my entire life i've, I've honestly I feel like it's genetic. <laughs> I feel like it's passed down through a long line on my mom's side <laughs> I'm convinced. Um, Um, but like, (laughs) like that, that, and that side of me wasn't ever really nurtured and no, and it wasn't addressed until way later in the game. And I, my confidence had already been like defeated by that point. You know what I mean? Even now, like, when people ask me math questions, I'm always like, oh, God, I'm always get my calculator. Or I'm, like, counting on my toes and my fingers and shit. Like, it's so embarrassing. Like, when I'm leaving the tip – oh, my God, it's so embarrassing. When you're like, – oh, okay. <laughs> When I'm leaving the tip at a restaurant, I'm yeah, like – Yeah, you're I'm not good at the tip. I'm like, percent. oh, God. No, I'm good at – I can do it on my phone. But, like, <laughs> even just at simple math, like, adding. Like, I'd be like, okay, let me – see, 22 plus 14. Um, Carry the one. <laughs> and, like, I think to – often we don't even I, I didn't even think about this like I didn't think about like just giving my like where could I possibly like find out besides my daughter's school which you know when we have kids that are five we drop them off to school we ask them at the end of the day how was school they don't say shit and or they say it was fine it was fun what'd you do played I'm like what what's that all you did like and like you know even when I'm talking to her teachers, like, they'll give me information, but they're they're dealing with an, a, an array of students. It's not until I have, like, a one-on-one parent conference once a year or twice a year that I really get to understand where my daughter's at, really. Mm-hmm. And, and even that is not scientifically backed. It's just kind of like, well, she, did, trust. she did a puzzle and it was, she struggled. You know, it's like... So I think having a platform like Giant Leap is so beneficial and such a. It really, like you said, it really puts the power back into our hands, and especially now with all of us at home, it's a good time to really kind of sit back and see where are your kids at, what have they been learning all year, where are they struggling, what can I do to nurture those things? Even though I'm, you know, I'm no homeschooler, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, well, I'm definitely not a homeschooler, but I feel so. Fucked up because I do I've obviously I'm a parent. I care about my kid. I care about the education and I and I know that like she's a bright child, but I also just like like you said, as a as a kid, like I like to write. I'm a writer. My spelling is shit. Even as an adult, I'm like, am I just dyslex- am I dyslexic? Like I'm literally just not writing what I'm thinking sometimes. And like you said, I get anxiety if I'm in somewhere and I'm like, has someone has to read something I've written or I've I've spelled something wrong. I, I remember my dad and my parents getting on me so much about it as a kid that it, it did make me develop some kind of like insecurity about it, you know, because I'm like, I'm not that strong of a speller, which I mean, ultimately could have prevented me from writing, which could have prevented me from like my life's path. But like, see, but the thing is, is like, maybe had you had something like Giant Leap, they could
0: have said, okay, she might not be <clears throat> great at spelling, but she's really great at comprehension. She understands right. and she knows how, she knows how to tell a story. Or she knows how to understand a story, digest it, and like, and that's like you said. Like we often don't celebrate, you know, the wins. It's always about like, what are you not, not good doing. at? Yeah, you know,
2: exactly. There's I, that's why we say that that child development is a is a complex science, and also that's the big advantage of what we have today with technology, with the fact that we can build artificial brains. So what do I mean by that? Let me break it down. Artificial brains. So nobody robots? has robots. <laughs> no, no. So nobody has all the the knowledge, right? Nobody is both a neuropsychologist, a speech therapist, an educator, an occupational therapist. But in software, you can actually combine every, all this knowledge together. And that's what the big advantage of, of, uh, of artificial brains or software uh, has by empowering the parent to make data-driven decisions. We can actually kind of like have all this data consolidated in one place for the parent. And, and that was the big idea when we did Giant Leap. We said, okay, how do we get to know a couple things, right? How do we first gamify it, gamify it to a way that will be fun for the child, but will not feel like a test so we can get really accurate data? That was one of the first things. Then we understood that it also we need to really understand the parent, right? Because we need to understand, for example, Mila, if, if uh, you want to be really involved or are you one of the, you know, kind of like a hands-on parent or are you – Uh, One of those parents that wants to outsource a lot of stuff uh, and not want do not want to be as hands on uh, when, you know, regarding your child's development. And only by doing both both of these processes, we can actually find this good fit by understanding the child, their needs, their skill set, the opportunities for nurturing specific skills, and then the parental involvement. That's how you get to a complete puzzle by providing really good guidance. And doing it also in a cadence that will be they'll feel comfortable. So then we say, your child makes big leaps in their development every three months, right? Think about your five-year-old, your your four-year-old. They acquire more vocabulary. They learn these fine motor skills and things develop. They suddenly, uh, you know, gain better thinking about things. But you will not notice if you'll not, you won't have a very intelligent way to monitor these things. And like you said, school will do it maybe some, you know, you know, once in a while, and they just have the educational component, not everything I mentioned, uh, and that's what we're trying to do at Giant Leap, and trying to build it as, as we said in, the, in earlier, to have all of this from the comfort of your home, so you will be able to do it and, and act on the different information that we provide you with.
0: And I, I do. I really love that there is that parent component because it's true. And like parents have to be realistic too, because I think there's a lot of parents that think that they're hands-on or like that's the goal, right? I mean, I would love to say that I, I would love to say I'm the super hands-on parent when it comes to my kid's education. That's not true. It's just not. And it's, and a lot of it, most of it has to do with, you know, previous to COVID. I travel like 90% of the the year, almost 70% of the year for work. So I can't be that involved. Whereas like, you know, someone who is like, and, that, and that's good. And like the fact that you take, you kind of take both of those together and like, you know, parents, when you guys are going on Giant Leap, because I'm going to encourage all of our listeners to definitely go, go on Giant Leap and, and have your kids take this, I don't know if it's called a test or like this this evaluation. The evaluation um and be real and be realis- realistic about it because you can't really get the help that you really need if you're in denial about your parenting skills um, or
1: you can't <laughs> you can't outsource if you don't know what you need to be working on and, and i also like that like it, it can it goes at the child's pace because we all know kids have an attention span of 1.2 seconds including especially if you're a five-year-old it's hard to make them like want to be involved in something like that and i really like that like you mentioned it does it in every in quarters that or every three months our kids yeah. develop. So that's the crazy mm. thing about parenting. And I don't think I realized until I became a parent because I had all these hopes and dreams of like what kind of amazing fucking teacher I was going to be wrong. <laughs> um, But that. You get this new child and this new human, and then you really, you're getting to know them. And so uh, you're getting to know them as they're growing and they're changing. And you also don't know lessons and you only know what you've been taught. And it's been years since that's happened. So as they're developing, you have this, you know, this amazing, this like, Platform to help you e- evaluate as they're learning and as they're changing and as they're developing. So it gives you the tools to kind of like check in and see what, where they're at and what you're doing in every step. Versus like you go to the school for that one fucking teacher meeting at the end of the year and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And you have fifteen minutes and, and it's, yeah, it's so very vague. it's very vague. It's not yeah, it's not involved.
0: And especially for a parent like me who who doesn't doesn't have the opportunity to be that involved. Like the, that's all I get. That's all I got, and you gotta trust it, you know. And so, like having something like what you've created is so helpful, um, especially because like I can check in and reevaluate every few months to see what's going on, to see where they're, to see where my daughter's at. And I just feel like also the amount of money that people spend trying to figure out what's wrong with my kid. You know, I'm sure your parents. You're not reading till you were 12. I can only imagine the amount of money that they spent with oh, therapists shit. and all types of things trying to figure out what's what what is not connecting. Mm-hmm.
1: And not everybody has money to throw exactly. away. At that, you That's know? I mean. And I think that was my biggest um like for you guys and, and, and just for like people of color because Obviously, we're people of color. Like a lot of the issues in the United States with standardized testing, which doesn't really come until later, like the fifth grade, the eighth grade, the twelfth grade, is that the language doesn't always apply to people from different from different backgrounds. You know, if you've grown up in a certain place, then you're not aware of certain things, and so that's <clears throat> that's why they say a lot of standardized t- standardized tests have been proven to be biased towards people of color because you may not have been exposed to certain things. And then you can't fucking take a test if you don't understand the language. Right. And so it's just like these little things that could help people at home and even especially right now, which is so cool that this is this tool is free for people right now because or is the shit. <laughs> And, And that you, 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 you can utilize these tools and like start early before the school starts to come and tell you, Hey, your kid has a problem. And then you're approaching it as a problem versus, Oh my God, you know, maybe there's, there's a little bit delay here at five or at four versus at 12, you know, the kid's feeling like he's dumb or she's dumb because the students may have said something. The teachers made comments, your parents have made comments. And so you have this, this thing of being told that something's not right versus you can really do this. And I I think that's very important. And and, and I'm learning that right now. And how you like, if you say, Oh, you're, you're so crazy. You're so crazy. You're so crazy. Your kid's going to grow up thinking they're crazy even if you have For a bratty sure. ass kid you're like you're you're a bratty ass kid you're a bratty ass kid you're going to begin to believe you're a bratty ass kid and then you're going to your behavior are going to is going to disflet, reflect that. what people have been told what you've been told and then you're going to grow up thinking you you know you haven't been able to read until you're 12 that you're not smart and then fuck around and you are smart and you have a whole tech business but you could have missed that mm-hmm. because you've been given the messages you're given are so are so wrong you know so i, I really appreciate that you've developed this this amazing tool to help parents
0: because I have a question. How so? You reading, starting to read at the age of twelve. What was what was the journey there? Like, how did you actually? What was the breakthrough? Yeah, what was the breakthrough? And like, what was the journey up until that point? Because I'm sure so, there's a lot of so- I'm sure there's a lot of parents right now listening whose kids maybe aren't hitting the the milestones that they're supposed to be hitting. You know, they don't know what to mm-hmm.
2: do. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for, so obviously uh, uh, I come from a, a Jewish family, right? I'm Israeli. And in Judaism, you have to do your bar mitzvah when you're 13. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this is the ceremony where so much reading. you have to read in front of your whole family. This is where, according to Judaism, you become a man. And everybody is there. So your uncle, your aunts, you know, everyone is there. And you, The last thing you want to do is to humiliate yourself and obviously your family, right? So then, I find myself, age twelve. You know, the only thing I'm good at is martial arts and basketball. That's all I know. Uh, now, not doing well in school. Kicks some ass um, and pe- people, some yeah. balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And 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 uh, you know, pay, uh, different um, professionals come to my parents, and they started pressuring them that maybe I, uh, I should consider. They should consider taking me to special ed because I'm not. Um, you know, now you know it's like it's way too long for me to to uh, to read, and maybe that'll be a better solution. My parents always insisted that that uh, you know that that not that they w- don't want it for me. And then uh, this deadline starts. Suddenly they tell me, okay, now you know you need to do your bar mitzvah, and, and uh, you have a year. So my mother goes and she tries. She understands that she needs to find someone who would teach me, who can keep me engaged, and that will maybe. Uh, be able to teach me in a way that I will be able to learn how to read uh, in front of my my family. And then this uh, rabbi, he was a very nice uh, uh, Jewish rabbi, came from Australia to Israel. And he said, listen, I have an idea. Why don't we record an audio every time I teach you to read the vowels and everything? And you do me a favor, you're going to listen to it uh, just once every time every lesson, you just do me a favor, you listen to it at least one more time before I come next time. And boy, was that life-changing. I started to listen to it. I started to record it. I started to, uh, uh, you know, before going to, ba- to the basketball practice, I would listen to it again uh, and then think about what I read. And, and things started to integrate, you know, they start to make sense of them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It, it's so funny that that only, you know, that one thing, Completely changed my life even when I got to university. So I I went to study university and one of my degrees I also did uh, law and that's a lot of reading. And one of the things I did was the same thing, same principle, I used to ask my professor to record every lecture. And every time I had the same rule that I would listen to the lecture at least one more time. And then while I was driving, I was connecting my phone to my car stereo and listening to uh, my professor's lecture and I developed this skill to really comprehend a lot from listening Mm -hmm. because I was lacking in reading right Mm -hmm. and I remember that I I used to quote my professor and say just like you said in lecture one uh, I gave them an example and they were like well how does this guy remember like uh, what I said in lecture one (laughs) and uh, uh, that was the thing I used to listen to it and also kind of like document or, or summarize key points while I was driving is to pull over, document something that I thought was like a key point, continue driving. Uh, and yeah like until today I do it. So uh, so that's that was the breakthrough for me.
0: So it was just a matter of just- Re- repetition.
2: Repetition not only but also understanding so for example, I'm, I'm dyslexic right until today never it's never the you know never, nobody healed me from, from it right. <laughs> Um, but there is a thing with dyslexic people that, you know, your brain always compensates in other ways, right? So you can't be, so for dyslexic, I don't know if you ever knew this, but dyslexic, they have a hard time reading because their brain is wired in 3D, right? And, uh, reading is a two, two dimensional task. So Mm -hmm. we're really good in 3D thinking. That's why a lot of dyslexic uh, people are entrepreneurs. Uh, because for us, something like product development is easy. We see things in like a lot of different ways, um, but reading is tough. But then a lot of the dyslexic also have really good listening skills, and I found out that if I hone in on that skill, I can I can comprehend and remember a lot more from a conversation and a lecture than other people. And I started playing to that advantage, and that was the reason also for giant leap to show humans at a very comprehensive level and not kind of like the general misconception of oh you should only work on your weaknesses or you should only work on your strengths sometimes you have opportunities that you don't know about there are unknown unknowns Mm -hmm. I want to help you as a parent to discover these unknown unknowns and I want you to also see your child never you know what never for the sum of their weaknesses like sometimes they do in school and I want you to see your child also understand their social emotional well-being because like you said sometimes when you don't, there are a lot of self-fulfilling uh, prophecies, right? Where you're saying like, "Oh, I'm dumb. Oh, I'm bad. I'm bad at math because I struggle in something," and uh, then it just becomes, just becomes that, right? And um, and generally, but another thing that we do is we try to understand the child's social-emotional well-being from these evaluations. We try to understand that component. How how are there? How are they doing in their social skills? How are they doing with their self-esteem? <laughs> is that improving or are there things that are actually affecting it? We're trying to understand it. from the evaluation and give this information for you so you will know and then understand what to do because one of the most important things to preserve is the child's self-esteem. And uh, when we Absolutely. don't know how to do it, then uh, it could get to a slippery slope that we want to prevent. And, so, and I believe all parents want to do it. Sometimes they don't know that they can be the cause uh, you know, for damaging it, but I guess no, you know, I'm pretty sure that nobody wants to do it, but if they do, they should know about it. And because I'm a big believer that all parents bring children to this world to do the best for them, you know, not everybody succeeds, but that's everybody's intention, uh, when they get to this uh, decision. And, and I think, you know, I really believe, I'm a true believer of this, that they should be empowered to make these really intelligent decisions, uh, backed by science. And one of the things that we also wanted to do it Giant Leap was we understood that there is a big disconnect between what happens in uh, uh, educational uh, institutions or universities or like breakthroughs in research, and the average consumer, right? It usually happens in these research institutions, trickles down uh, trickles down to pay to care providers. Then until it gets to the average consumers, it's like years of years away. Well, that and then it's then so watered we,
0: down, and it's just—I mean—and it's—it can feel really intimidating too to digest.
2: Exactly. You and, know, back
0: to research. I'm like, wait, what? What did I? What did they say? They said what? What uh-huh. am I supposed to be doing? That sounds really intense. Oh God, let's just here read this book.
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost <laughs> the the approach is scarier than the dive in. Right. Yeah, and and I see that even with Luna, like. Her just guessing. I'm like, did you even look at the letter? <laughs> um, and, and just that she's overwhelmed before we even began. Right. I'm like, what are you overwhelmed about? And then I get overwhelmed, and then I'm like yelling, like my parents did me, like, what. The hell why won't you just focus for two minutes and then i'm like oh no i'm fucking them up like i'm fucked up um but but i think that's the most amazing thing about like having you on and having this discussion because we talk about a lot of shit on here you know a lot of our if if you've been here before (laughs) these topics boy do they range but i think overall like our big our platform is really as as people as parents obviously but as people that we are constantly examining the old way we've done things, the way we've been taught things, and then evaluating, like, has this worked for us? Mm-hmm. Am I learning from this? Is it, is it making me grow? Is it making me a better person? And a part of that is, as a parent, you're evaluating that, you're seeing how the things that didn't work for you as a child or from your parents, and then you're taking the, the conscious effort to actually change those things and make them work for you. And if something is not working for you in your life personally and making you grow, then it's the same way it goes for your kids. You have to nourish that as a parent for your kids too, so that you're not making the same mistakes. That. And I feel like too, as parents, like it's important, at least
0: I think, having this platform and you know talking to so many different people I've created a toolbox like I'm creating I'm slowly creating a toolbox of things that I can pull out and use in life in parenthood and all those things and I think now Giant Leap is definitely is part of that toolbox too because it makes it so easy honestly like it makes it so easy and even like my daughter started doing the um, evaluation and it's, they're fun. You know, like the kids, like they can really play. The, they, it's like a computer game. It's a computer game. It's better than giving them the Kindle where they can go watch Miraculous Ladybug and talk about boyfriends. Which we fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> just in case anybody was wondering, we hate Miraculous ladybug. I don't know if anyone else's kids watch this bullshit ass show, but-, but Turn it off. <laughs> I don't let her watch it anymore because me and Jamila were sitting here one day overhearing what they were talking about. And I was like,
1: what, what are they talking about? She's that? constantly chasing a Adrian. boy all the whole time. And now our, now our kids have been a little corrupted because all they want to ask people about like, what's romantic, what's love, what's a date. I'm like, and then they're just giggling like all school girly. So whatever. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean
0: like being able to hand them over to this evaluation and like really get real answers on like where they can improve what they're great at. Like, Yeah, like, I knew as a young, I knew when I was young that I loved writing, too. Um, But I didn't know how to tell my parents that. Like, Mom, I'm 10. Guess what? I love to write. Like, it wasn't even, like, a thing to discuss. Like, they had no idea. You know what? And they could have nurtured that more for me. But I didn't know how to express it. They didn't know how to find it or, you know, evaluate it, besides that I was getting decent grades in school in my English class.
1: Like, well, I just had, I just thought of something, and now I'm pissed. (laughs) i journaled i said this before i journaled a lot growing up a lot like sometimes i'm like could i even read how was i writing this <laughs> and i remember oh my god for some reason i got in trouble or something a journal got taken but i, know, I might be dyslexic i need to take the fucking evaluation <laughs> i kept writing journal j i kept spelling it n-e-l Journal. Oh, any okay. other. And I remember, like, I got all this trouble at school about whatever the fuck I was trying to write in that journal. But my dad, my parents kept saying, What the fuck you kept, you can't even spell journal. You can't even spell journal. How the fuck are you having a journal? And I was just like, I can't spell journal. Oh. I was like, Journal. <laughs> 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 journal. That looks good to me. <laughs> but I just remember, like, these, that shit doesn't work. And I think, like, especially in a black household, maybe in the Israeli household too, because you guys are kind of straightforward and like, it's not like this sugar coated type of love. It's like, what the fuck are you doing type of love? Because that's just how, (laughs) (laughs) you know, the cultures rock. I realized like how much um, that does not work in that type of space and how much it really damaged me. Like I hate for people to read my shit now. I could have been, it could have fucked my whole life up, but it's just like, I like that giant, like, it gives us the, the, not only the children, the tools, but it gives parents the tools and the empowerment to provide the, the steps necessary. Because that's the thing. It's like right now we know we're fucking up. Okay. We know it's been summer since March. (laughs) Okay. We, Mm -hmm. we had like one week of strong, like homeschooling, "Mm, homeschooling, and then silence <laughs> radio silence <laughs> and um and I, it is it, it's it's guilting away at me it's, it's it's scaring me and then i'm just happy that i have this this tool that i can go in and not only are they evaluating but then they're giving you resources to actually help in those areas or develop in the areas that are already flourishing mm-hmm. so i i, I mm-hmm. thank you ori <laughs>
2: thank you <laughs> thanks well i mean it's it's always so reassuring to uh, to hear that especially from from uh, mothers you know that you, you know we worked so hard on on you work so hard on on uh, creating a product and then the best thing like the best compliments is where people find it useful right because there's so so much going into creating a product so many people that are working on anything from the design to the algorithms to the research to uh, the instructions to the copywriting you know there's like so many things and and then at the end of the day, what you want is for people to find it useful. And then another thing that, that we found was how tough it is um, uh, to really find these different categories of things we provide, right? So what are the right parent-child activities for my child today, for what you know, for how they are developing now? And then what are the right services? And services could be anything from oh, my child is really good in uh uh, language or math should i send them to a coding academy now that we're in quarantine um to uh let's say that they're actually struggling with their fine motor skills does that is that something that i can do together with them with different uh games that work on fine motor skills or does this require an occupational therapist and these are the things that we're we're trying to do and and uh and the last thing is obviously content right what is the right content for you to consume to uh to read or to be exposed to that you might not have been exposed to otherwise um by using giant leap and then every time reevaluating and adapting to whatever feedback that we get right because life is all about getting dynamic feedback kind of like doubling down on what works and trying to avoid what doesn't. So that's why we're trying to every, every two to three months, try to see what has changed, what did the child benefit from? And then according to that change things and also all the time changing also with the parental commitment that the parent wants to uh, to have because at the end of the day, this is a tool for the parent, right? It's a tool for the parent to make sure that they have a pulse on their child and how they're developing and making sure that they're making the right decisions to, as we said, nurturing the skill set that we see that the child uh, can, that we have a lot of opportunities to nurture that further or, or help them excel even more and understand what's really important is how and when to work on areas of difficulty because there's also a prioritization aspect to when should I work on my child's difficulty and how which is really challenging for parents mm.
1: yeah i i'm um, and that we, everybody develops differently and and learns differently like me and erica's add is totally different how we learn um it's totally different how we c- like create conceptualize we're two totally different you know, like minds and so we, we we apply this one size fits all like fucking um lesson plan for children and then you feel like something's wrong with your kid and absolutely nothing's wrong with your kid. And then as parents, we're we're evaluating them on this system that doesn't work. So you know like everybody's gonna different shit just like in adulthood. And if you have if you're at home listening to this and you have a kid that you were sh- you're struggling with or you're scared that like, you know, are they not smart or are they gonna fall behind <clears throat> because they're not like that's another thing. Like on the internet, I see my friends three-year-old fucking reading words and that's giving me so much anxiety <laughs> i was i literally text my friend yesterday like how the fuck does maverick know cat? <laughs> she's like i'm like and she's just like she told me she's like repetition rep- just show them every day and i'm like okay it's about being consistent and i and, and it makes us be more consistent as parents too you know which is obviously important but i am um, i really appreciate you coming on and talking to us about this because you know, this is something moms struggle with. And, and I'm happy that we're talking about it openly because it's not something you have to struggle with alone. Right. It's not like you're the only parent experiencing this. Kids have problems. They just got here, Mm -hmm. you know, they're developing. And we, you know, as long as we are understanding that their work's in progress and not taking it to level 10, you know, they have the whole life ahead of them and experiences and life to happen to, to learn emotional and social, you know, education
2: or i don't know what the fuck you call it smartness but but it's good yeah i mean i'm saying it's it's it's, uh it's true because also think about today like we're living in this world where we put filters on everything and everybody's life is so glamorous and everybody's children is so successful and and you just see everybody smiling and 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 even though we kind of know that it's not really that like it's so it's not as green as people try to make it so uh it has an effect on us and uh and and it doesn't mean that we're bad parents or that we're you know that that our kids are lacking you know sometimes these things can create too much anxiety and we also see that with parents where the child you know is not not struggling so bad they just think because whatever they're in this type of environment that uh, uh, they're around parents that are like throwing every resource they, they can't, they have on the child. So they might think the child is lacking behind and it's not necessarily the case. Right. Uh, so you also have that, which I, I think is also worth noting.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, where can our um, listeners find you, find Giant Leap? Can you give us all the info so they know how to find you and- evaluate their kid yeah most importantly
2: sure so they can go on our website giantleap.tech. that's tech t-e-c-h and uh they can register uh and and do the evaluation and get the action plan and uh they can also find us on uh, facebook giant leap uh instagram or linkedin they can also friend me Ori hoffman uh on on uh, linkedin and uh yeah every social network we're probably there almost i think every every social network
1: cool and and single mom slide into his uh linkedin he's actually really cute i guess <laughs> is kid, he married uh, I don't I don't know. Know. sorry right oh, wait, hold on i'm <laughs> just <on. laughs> <laughs> You might be married. Uh,
2: <laughs> sorry. Are you married? Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> are you married? My girlfriend, my girlfriend oh. is going uh, to give you some shit for that.
1: But, uh, <laughs> sorry, girlfriend. It means well, nothing to there's a ring on it. And I'm just <laughs> kidding.
2: <laughs> Jesus.
1: We I'm are totally kidding. I'm, I'm, the mo- I'm the single mom at school to stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: and you guys, we're going to link all of this information and yeah. in the details of the bio of the podcast. And... Um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you for having please me. Please stay safe in in Tel Aviv
1: for us. And you better answer the thank phone you. when we get there. Don't act like you don't know us. Yeah, okay? we'll be there soon. The government's <laughs> going like, to pay what? for a hotel. <laughs> We've already got it planned out. I'm sure the tickets are cheap right now because of COVID. And don't tell your girlfriend we're coming. <laughs>
0: okay, <laughs> I'm. I'm I don't know this person. I don't know her. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm just joking, guys. Anyway,
0: you guys, um, you know where to find us. Or if you don't, you will now. You can find us on Instagram at moms underscore bad choices. Our, join, join our newsletter on our website, goodmomsbadchoices.com. Also, if you want bonus episodes, bonus segments, us just doing bonus ass shit. Very bonus. <laughs> very bonus. Shit you won't find on the platforms or on the Instagrams. Make sure you join our Patreon. That works. considered explicit, so you have to actually search us. That's patreon.com backslash good moms bad choices it's also linked in our bio on instagram and if you like this episode and if you like
1: us please leave a review scroll all the way down at the bottom on apple fucking tunes you know apple (laughs) podcast and leave a review five stars okay not one five Thank you. All right, Ori. Well, we
0: will catch you on Thank the next Bye. Bye. Thank you
2: both for having me. It was a pleasure. Take care. Thank you. Stay safe. Bye. Bye-bye.